From Pain to Purpose is a show that will bring inspiration, love, and healing to your lives. It's a show that will teach you that your trials and tribulations in life is only temporary and that it's only preparing you for your greatest calling. A show that will give you the courage to share your story with the world and not care what others may think or say. For your story is the key that will unlock someone else's prison. What was meant to kill you, God used it to prosper, restore, and strengthen you. To always remember that without pain, your purpose cannot be fulfilled into the power that God has ordained you to walk in. From Pain to Purpose by Aisha Monique. Stay tuned. Speak your truth. Today on the show, we have Miss Sakita Nelson, who is a licensed professional counselor in the Savannah area. Welcome to the show, Miss Sakita. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm a Savannah native. Um, I'm born and raised in Savannah, moved away. Well, I'm a graduate of Soul C. Johnson High School. Um, class in 1998. After I graduated from high school, I went on to go to college at um, Payne College in Augusta, Georgia, mm-hmm. where I graduated in 2003 with a bachelor's degree in psychology. Um, and then South University in 2008 with the master's in professional counseling. And I've been in the field of counseling for almost 18 years now, which is social services and then counseling for private practice. I just celebrated my one year anniversary in private practice with counseling. Oh, wow. So what led you into the counseling field? Um, starting from a very young age, always had the need to want to help people, give people advice. Um, as in everybody else, I had my own struggles, especially being a, a college student um, who's, my mom was my primary financial support when I was in college. So I did have my ups and downs and my battles and um, where I felt like I didn't have any the the needed support that I that should have been there so I have had thoughts myself of of suicide when I was in college but I had a strong support system with my friends when I was at school that kind of talked me out of it but after that it flipped and I wanted to go into the field to help other people who were dealing with similar issues. Wow. So what led you to the point in your life where you felt like you wanted to no longer be here and you just wanted to commit suicide? Um, financial difficulties when I was in college. Um, not wanting to disappoint my, my mom at that time because she was a, a single parent and I was the first person in my immediate family on my maternal side to graduate from college. So it was a lot of uh, a heavy weight on, on my shoulder. So mm-hmm. I had to prove all of the naysayers wrong mm-hmm. and I wanted to make her proud. But if I didn't, if I wasn't able to put myself in position to make her proud, then it was almost better for me not to have been here. So what, what stopped you? Like what thoughts came to your mind to say, you know what? No, I'm not going to do this. I'm, I'm just not going to do it. Well, my friends and then me looking at um, suicide at that time as a selfish act. Um, if I take myself away from my family and my friends, then how would they feel? What would be the aftermath of that? Like, I'm thinking about myself, but I have to think outside of myself now and try to figure out exactly um, how my family would react to it. Um, how would my mom be able to, you know, support, be able to tell my, my little brother at that time? Um, what was going on, the grieving process, and especially with me being in school studying psychology and knowing 
how the effects of suicide can not only have on the individual that died, but their families and their friends. Wow. Have you ever dealt with, like, anxiety or depression? I am uh, diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. Mm. Um, and what's that? Generalized anxiety disorder is when you have constant fears of worry. But my, my fears or worries is anything significant or um, not necessarily significant. It's not pinpointed on one, one thing. It's just a generalized issue, worries and fears, um, not being successful, worried that something may happen to my children, worried that I may not wake up and, you know, I may die in my sleep, worried about something happening to somebody in my family. And sometimes it does keep me up at night because I have these constant fears and worries. So you've always had that or where, like, where did that come from? I've, now looking back, I think that I've always had it, but as far as me being diagnosed with it, I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder probably in 2005 after I had my baby. And how do you cope with that? I use cope. Well, I do have my coping skills. Um, I listen to music. I exercise. I drink a lot of water. Um, I started a quote book, so I start writing positive quotes, and mm. I utilize Facebook. I educate other people about anxiety and depression. Mm. My therapy. Mm. Yeah. And every once in a while, if I feel like I need it, I go to therapy myself. Wow. So does that help by you drinking the water and the exercising? Does that help? That's the same thing I would tell my clients. So exercising is a, is a good distraction for depression, <clears throat> for anxiety, for for anger, or any type of aggression. Anytime you exercise, you, your, your body is going through an adrenaline rush. So you're kind of coping with it by taking things out of weight. So if you're, going, um, if you're on a treadmill or doing any type of cardio, the sweat from your body causes you to kind of distract yourself from the different things that may be going on. Mm. And then I also tell my clients with water, drink if you drink a bottle of room temperature water and you kind of envision the water going through your body and calming yourself down, mm-hmm. then you'll start to feel that calm. So do you do like yoga as well? No, I do cardio. I do, um, I, I lift weights. I work out with bowel fitness. So mm-hmm. that's a huge support network in itself because mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, all, it's an all-female weightlifting gym. Um, Shakira is awesome, so we mm-hmm. kind of motivate each other. Okay, awesome, awesome, awesome. So what other struggles that, you know, you have encountered in life, like any painful experiences that help you become into your purpose? Um, I've always struggled with my weight. That's always up and down. Mm-hmm. I finally got to the point where it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um where I started um, in 2013, maybe I opened up a, a boutique mm-hmm. called Glam Curve. It's closed now. Okay. But the purpose of that boutique was for individuals, for plus-size women who struggle with self-esteem and self-confidence issues. Mm-hmm. So I utilize fashion in order to um, take the way that you feel um, externally and put it into your, your inside. Mm-hmm. So I would work with um, plus-size women. I would do something called fashion therapy. So I would start working on the outer appearance, and then we start working on everything that's going on with the inside. Wow! And so you, so you have struggled with like self esteem, mm-hmm. self esteem issues. Um, have you ever like? Have anyone ever came to you and just thank you for through that ministry? Have they came to you and just thank you for just helping them feel beautiful? Probably. 90% of my 90%. customers, and I would say that um, I 
have gained a lot of friends from selling clothes mm. because we not only did I sell clothes, it wasn't just, you know, it wasn't you just coming in and you purchasing clothes. We just established a relationship. Sometimes people would sit down and we'll just have long conversations. They'll talk about things going on mm-hmm. in their personal life. And then I would give them tips on how um, I went through my weight loss journey. And then mm. they would, you know, take in a lot of my customers that started with me, we still communicate to this day. And I know you said it is what it is with your weight now, but what got you to that point? Like, well, I won't say that now because mm-hmm. I'm very conscious about it. Like, okay. I'm, I'm always, I'm up and down, but okay. I know I know how to lose weight. Like, okay. I know it's within myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not something that I struggle with anymore. Okay. So I don't let, food, food is not my comfort anymore. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, I eat gotcha. to live. Okay, so when you were going through that, was it because of you just was eating or was it? Because I know a lot of people, when they're depressed, they just eat. Was it something like that or was it just? No, no? I just like food. Okay, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. okay. And, and the wrong type of food. But I just, mm-hmm. I started researching food, um, researching the, the, what you put into your body mm-hmm. is how you live your life. So you have to be kind of conscious of the things you eat. So I don't eat beef. Mm-hmm. I don't eat pork. Mm-hmm. Um, I try not to eat high, anything with high fructose corn syrup. I will um, withdraw from meat for long periods of time. But if mm-hmm. I do eat anything, like if I eat chicken or turkey, it's all mm-hmm. organic. Okay. Um, I don't drink any dairy dairy milk. I do almond milk. I do um, coconut milk. Mm-hmm. I eat a lot of fresh fruit. And it's, everything that I eat is mostly organic. Oh, wow. And all I drink is water. Really? Mm-hmm. I stopped drinking sodas and juice about five years ago. Only time I drink juice is if I'm partaking in alcohol beverages. So, so how do you just just drink water? <laughs> yeah, because every now and then you don't have a crave for me. If I have a craving for a soda, I drink a carbonated water or oh, wow. um, like the um, Pellegrino or the mm-hmm. Pierre Perry water. Oh really? With okay, I've never heard of that. Splash one. of flavor in it. Okay, 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 okay. Um. Is there any advice you would like to give those who maybe is going through some mental health issues? Um, If you follow me on Facebook, everybody know that I am a huge advocate for um, ending the the stigma associated with mental health as it relates to the African-American community. Uh So I'm always posting videos about suicide prevention, bully prevention, about going to get yourself um, checked, talking to someone. Um... I'm, like I said, I'm a local therapist in the Savannah area. I, I see clients all the time that struggle with suicide. People, mm-hmm. common people that you see walking on the streets that you wouldn't even think was going through depression. So a lot of people mask mm-hmm. their pain. Mm-hmm. It helps to get in front of somebody that's non-judgmental and that's, that's mm-hmm. not biased to talk about your issues, mm-hmm. to talk about things that have gone on for your past, from your past. Mm-hmm. The um, biggest part with the African-American community is, and I realized this but early on, but especially when I start, when I was a counselor at Savannah State University, mm-hmm. a lot of those students had never been to therapy. And when they were going through traumatic experiences when they were young, um, they were going to church. Mm-hmm. And the pastors would pay, pray about it. And they had that support network, network in church, but they never went to a professional to be able to communicate those feelings. So it was like praying and casting the demons out. Mm-hmm. They felt like mental illness was a spirit mm-hmm. as opposed to a chemical imbalance in your brain or something mm-hmm. that you really can't deal with at this moment. Mm-hmm. So I would just urge anybody to, you know, seek help. Mm-hmm. And are there more men or more women 
Um, more women are um, more eager to go to counseling. I do see men in therapy, mm-hmm. but most of the time with men, they don't come on their own. They're coming with their spouse um, or their mm-hmm. significant other. Wow. Very rarely do they come in therapy on their own. Okay, okay, okay. And what do you think is the most common reason why people commit suicide? Um, stressors, just common financial difficulties. I just... I was doing suicide trivia all day today on um, Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, myth, myths and facts about suicide. Mm-hmm. One of the myths that people believe is that when you attempt or when you commit suicide, it's because you have a mental illness. That's not true. Mm-hmm. Everybody that commits suicide doesn't have a mental illness. Sometimes people foresee problems that won't necessarily go away. So the only way they figure that they can leave bills or, or leave bad situations is to remove themselves from it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean that they have a mental health diagnosis. You're right about that. And how can <clears throat> people find you on social media? So my personal page is Sakita Bing Nelson, and I do post a lot on that page about bullying and suicide prevention. I also have a um, Facebook business page, Nelson's Counseling and Wellness. And I have an Instagram business page, Nelson's Counseling and Wellness. And how do you spell Sakita? S-E-K-E-T-A. Okay, gotcha. And are, is there anything uh, else you would like to say? No, I just, yeah. I'm just being that it is Suicide Prevention Week, I just urge you, if, you, if you're going through an issue, if you can't talk to someone, um, just go and seek help. Um, it doesn't have to be me. There are plenty of um, therapists in the Savannah area. Look them up. If you have insurance, most insurance is paid for therapy sessions. Um, I'm also running a adult um, dialectical behavior therapy group for depression and um, anxiety. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in joining that group right now, it's a whole bunch of women. Mm-hmm. Um, so I may need to do a spinoff and do one for men. But like I said, men aren't as eager to come to therapy as women. But if you are interested in joining that group, you can give me a call at 912-777-9779. Okay. One more thing. I know you said you are an advocate for bullying. Mm -hmm. Okay. What led you into being an advocate for bullying? Um, So I have worked at an inpatient psychiatric facility here in Savannah. I've done foster care. Um, and I've, I've worked at several different social service agencies, contracted with the state of Georgia. One of the biggest things that I've seen from working in inpatient and working for manage, um, for care management companies is once school start, I start to see an increase of individuals coming in for um, suicide attempts, for being successful suicides, or thoughts of suicide. And 90%, I would say 98% of those are um, associated with kids that are being bullied. When I first went into the social service field, I had my first client that was four years old that attempted to, well, that killed himself. Um, four? That was four years old. Wow. That was my youngest client ever to um, kill himself. Wow. As a four-year-old. So um, his wasn't because he was being bullied. It was traumatic experiences that he, he had experienced um, from being in foster. No, from his biological father. Wow. But what, what made me want to advocate towards bullying is just seeing that those kids would um, go into the hospital and they didn't, they would go to school officials and the school officials wouldn't help them. Um, they, they didn't know how to put bullying 
to what the kids were actually going through. They wouldn't say bullying. You were picked on mm -hmm. as opposed to being bullying. But it was causing an increased amount of stress for these kids that they felt like it was, more, it was better for me not to be here than to go through the things that I'm going through at school every day. And do you get a lot of kids in the area that have been bullied? I get a lot of kids in the area that have been bullied. Because wow. I go around um, and I do a bully prevention and suicide prevention program. Um, I am a certified trainer for QPR, which is Question and Persuading Response, and that is a suicide prevention program. So um, I was recently over a girls' group called Young Visionaries, and all of my girls are gatekeepers for suicide prevention, so they know how to help someone who is um, possibly having thoughts of wanting to kill themselves or maybe in some type of stress. And they are all um, also certified in PAB, which is my um, program that I created myself, Peer Advocates Against Bullying. Mm -hmm. So they know how to be a buddy, not bully back. Mm -hmm. They know how to support individuals that are being bullied as well. So do the kids actually come out and let someone know or how? how? I have kids calling my phone all the time about being mm -hmm. bullied. Hey, could you help me? Um, they Because they can't talk to their parents because they'll okay. be a bully at home as well. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of like I'm going to school and I'm being bullied. And then when I get home, I'm being bullied by my parents because mm -hmm. I'm not fighting this individual back mm -hmm. that's bullying me at school. Mm -hmm. So, wow, it's a huge problem, a huge problem. So, from so out of the suicide or the bullying, what's the most? They're both connected, both so connected. I can't really say. Mm -hmm. Especially when I'm when you're talking about kids ages seven to about eighteen years old, mm -hmm. that goes hand in hand. Bullying, suicide. Um, when I get my teenage girls that are like sixteen, seventeen years old, there's more relationship issues. Mm -hmm. um, when I get my adults, it's more so financial issues, mm -hmm. past history of trauma, um, women that are being um, abused or in domestic violence situations. Mm -hmm. Men, men are the are more successful at succeeding in suicide than women because they they utilize more lethal means. So they're mm -hmm. going um, more men will shoot themselves. Women take the easy way out. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sorry, I don't mean to say the easy way. They they um, would take pills, so they overdose on pills. So most of the time, when you're overdosing on pills, if you're taking Advil or Benadryl, uh, if you if somebody catches you in time, they can take you to the hospital to get your stomach pumped. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason why more women attempt and more men succeed at killing themselves. Wow. So when while you're doing your counseling sessions with them, how like how do you feel when you're hearing those stories from? different people I've been doing it so long not to say that um, I'm always beaming with positive energy mm -hmm. and I know how to transfer that over to my clients so I'm always offering words of hope and inspiration to them I'm a firm believer on manifestations and affirmations mm -hmm. so I teach um, I educate my clients on that whenever they leave out of a counseling session they have to do a positive say um, a positive affirmation before they leave and when they walk into the office um, I also do um, Reiki, which is ener energy mm -hmm. transference on them as well, mm -hmm. um, a system in identifying coping skills. But if I have a client in my office and they are suicidal while they're there, mm -hmm. I do have them sent to the hospital because my job is to save a life, not to yes. save a life. Wow. Well, I thank you so much for coming on the show. I've learned a lot from about suicide and bullying and... I just want to just thank you and you're continue welcome. to do what you're doing in the community to save lives. Thank you. Thank you.
You're welcome. Thank you for tuning in to Paint to Purpose Podcast. You can find each and every episode on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcast Hub, SoundCloud, and HeavyTraffic.com. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Also, follow me on Instagram at underscore pain, the number two, purpose, underscore. You can also email me at pain, the number two, purpose, podcast at gmail.com.